You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, everybody. I am so excited that you're tuning in for another week of Carly's Couch. As you can see, we are leaning in on one mic if you're watching the video, which is why I was trying to tell you just do the, the whole oh. beginning so I wouldn't have to hop all in like this. But um, yeah, but that's because it's a very special day and we have a very special guest and we only have two mics now. So you're going to have to see us uh, do up and on the same one. Sorry about that. Okay, so um, I got a text this week that one of my friends from Oklahoma was in town, and so we wanted to make sure to get him on the podcast. Um, Keon Taylor is a business mogul, the founder and owner of Keon Creative Studios and Fassel Properties Real Estate Development out of Oklahoma. He is currently an editor on the Pivot Podcast, which is the number one sports podcast on YouTube, and is directing the Oklahoma Black Cowboy documentary. He is a father of three and recently engaged to the love of his life. And all of his projects and energy is spent working to make sure that he lives his life to its fullest potential. Wow. Right. It's like, it's like what comes It's like what comes. We have sound that. effects if we ever actually use them. Um, maybe one day. Um, but thank you, Keon, for joining us today. That was a great intro, Carly. Was it accurate, though? Yeah, it was beautiful. Okay. Like, that was, that was great. Mr. Mogul over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strong word. It is, isn't it? It's a little... Yo, when he sent it, I was like, yo, that has some gravitas attached to it. Like, all right, we're going to grow into that. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um. So, Keon and I actually went to middle school and high school together Um. and his little sister. Shout out to Brittany. Um, so, you know, this has been a long time. So, we've known each other and seen each other, like, grow up essentially through a lot of stuff. Um, so Keon, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? So you have this creative studios. Have you always been a creative or is it something that you found out and decided to choose later? Um, no, um, this particular field that I work in, um, I never, you know, went to school for film. I've honestly didn't even really have any type of like, you know, desire to even do what I'm doing now. But, you know, when I had got out of the Navy, and was going to school at OU, that was whenever I had, you know, just found a love for just, you know, taking pictures and just, you know, doing videos for other, you know, brands and businesses, um, including my own at the time. And so this just grew into something where I want to, you know, be on the director side or filmmaking side to where I'm actually telling other people's stories through like documentaries, as well as working with other brands and business to like, you know, um, build their, build their content, through social media, things like that. So would you say that um, you purposely kind of started getting into photography and into the arts, or was it something you just kind of stumbled on at that time? Well, going back to my naval career, so I was in a, I was an air crewman, and so part of my job was to do patrol and reconnaissance. So I had to take pictures while I was working for the Navy. But cool. like once I came out, I didn't. And you got extra creative. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, hold on, hold on, let me get that angle. Right, right. It wasn't like, oh yeah, like once I get out, this Everybody is what else I'm gonna do. Like, right, right. And so, um, to answer your question, wasn't on purpose. No, I mean, but could we could we honestly say like, did I have the skills to easily cross over? Yes. Hmm. And that makes me think that a lot of times when it comes to uh, folks in the arts, it seems like 
maybe they just never thought that that would be something that they would want to grow up and be right. Like as a kid, you maybe want to be a doctor or lawyer or whatever else. Um, but it's really good to have been able to stumble into that because otherwise who knows if you would have even got into that at all. Right. And so it's interesting cause, um, I didn't never know about how you ended up getting into, you know, being creative. Cause I, last time I checked, you were an engineering student at OU, right. um, out of the Navy. You used to want to be a baseball player. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like all over the place. Um, which I mean, not in a bad way, I'm but real, yeah. like, just multidimensional. Let's yourself. let's throw another yeah. stone road in there. It's definitely multidimensional. You know, I'm not just one thing. You know, um, and so all over the place. No, nah, not necessarily. I think that all of those things are transparent in regards to like what I'm doing today. Even when I did play baseball, even when I was, you know, taking engineering at OU, like I still use those disciplines like today in my in my life at this particular moment. Mm -hmm. transferable skills they always work and look I'm not one to talk about anybody construction right. to yoga to whatever so I oh, love yeah. that you live in the breadth and depth and the width and everything of life um, but my question is you said that it wasn't really like oh I just want to be a photographer I just want to do this thing um, you just wanted to help people tell stories and you were good at that but what kind of made you leave engineering to do that or did you leave engineering to do that or when did it become your primary focus um, the exact time period, um, I remember I was taking a class at OU, my enterprise engineering class. And so we were talking about the process and systems of like the the Toyota motor process or whatever with how they are able to like do their assembly line or something along those lines. I remember I was sitting in class and I wanted to start a business because at that time, I re I'll be honest, like when I was at, at OU, I didn't really know what I wanted to do full time. I mean, even though I, I had aspirations of being an engineer, but truly, that's not like like something that I was like, oh, yeah, like this is my purpose. I wake up every day dreaming about being an engineer. Um, but at the time when I was looking into, you know, my majoring, like when I went back to school was just essentially figure out what it is I did want to do. But I knew it also made a lot of money. So that's why I did choose engineering. So going back to the class that I was in at the moment where I decided that I needed to like, well, not say what I needed, but where I found what I'm doing today is, is I wanted to just start a business. Like, that was the, the main intent, was I just wanted to start a business. And so, um, at that time, I started a business, it was a clothing company. I don't know if you remember this. It was called Poppington yeah, Athletics. Um, and so, I started a fashion company. And while I was coming out with products, I wanted to be able to advertise and market on social media and take advantage of, you know, this big media that was, you know, essentially growing at the time. Investing in the camera, taking pictures of my, of my own product, and while I was taking pictures and I was doing videos, people were like, man, you're actually good at this. Um, and so I was like, well, shoot. I mean, if people are willing to pay for this, then I mean, let's see how far we can take it. And, you know, the rest is history. I mean, this is this is where we are now. Around what time was that? Like, what year? Uh, this was 2016. Yeah, okay, 2016. Okay, trying to put in perspective how much time it's been. I think it's okay. always so interesting. You seem to me, um, as more of an outsider, that one of those folks who is like, you can be good at anything. Would you agree with that? Um, or not necessarily. I mean, as time progressed, like anything that has to do with like learning a new skill. Um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I do have that firm belief in myself. Like I can teach myself anything. Like I'm mm -hmm. really good at, you know, just mastering something I, I truly and like I truly care about or that I really want to focus on. But as far as like if I want to go back and try to play baseball at the level of, I mean, shoot. I'm trying to think who's the best right now. It's like a Jose, you know, Altuve <laughs> right now. Like to play at that level Loki. right now at 34, 
I mean, I feel like I, I lost a lot of time mm-hmm. here to do that, mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. have that type of physical skill, if that makes sense. So what I'm hearing you say, though, uh, I heard a couple of things that you really were like putting in work around whatever you were at in a certain stage, you were putting work into it. And then I heard you say the word master, which is kind of what we really want to hone in on right now is, um, hey, you might not just naturally be amazing at everything, but you can recognize what you care about. And then it sounds like you made a decision to master that and or, or or correct me you might not have been trying to master it but just like yo i just want to be good at this to get my clothing line going or okay i'm getting opportunities so i should get, do better and better um talk about what motivates that desire to master wow um i never really thought about that like as far as like what the actual hey, yeah like what the actual what like what the motivation is um because essentially like for me like i'm someone that's just forever like I feel like I'm always learning. Like I'm always having like a growing, like a growing mindset. And so like what you just said is in regards, like when did you decide? Honestly, like, like I, I think it was actually recently, truthfully, like even though I've been doing this for the last six years and I was talking to my sister about this literally yesterday about the common denominator amongst like the greats, like people like Kobe Bryant, for example, every last one of those individuals just made a decision. That was it. Like they said at a certain age or a certain time period, I'm going to do this and I'm going to dedicate every minute, every moment of my life towards that. See what I'm saying? And so like essentially for me, whenever, you know, and we laughed about it. And as far as like being so many different things. And when I was playing baseball, I know that I wasn't truly putting it like I was talented. I, w- I was definitely able to go to the next level. But as far as like putting the same type of like, like Kobe Bryant mentalities to the game. I didn't have that. And so now that, you know, with, you know, thank God for the information age and social media to be able to go in and see some of our favorite, you know, individuals or, you know, athletes and, you know, thinkers or whatever that taught me that was like, well, you know what, maybe I do need to raise a standard of what it is that I want to pursue. And so with filmmaking, I feel like this is like my, this is like me using all the, the, the like skills and the things that I've learned over the years. And like now I can officially like apply it and do it differently at a whole nother level than not saying that I wasn't able to do, but like with the, with the, what word am I looking for? I guess like, I guess a different type of like perspective whenever it comes to like, you know, I want to really master this and just be great at this. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I like that you kind of made note to the fact that you just decided, or you just kind of made that commitment uh, intentionally because one thing that I feel like we see a lot of nowadays, especially because of social, is like everybody comes out the gate being like, I'm a master photographer. And right. and I'd be feeling like, dang, like I don't want to be a hater, but like I know lighting. I know I know enough of this from working with, you know, my team and everything that's going on. And it's like, yeah, like this isn't all always that awesome when everybody's like putting up their photos and everybody's hyping it up and, and it's like, okay, but where is the real like work under your belt or where is the actual like or it's probably like say like the fruit of those efforts as far as um you know having the opportunities to be at shows or you know do certain events etc cetera, etc cetera. so I like that you brought that up and that makes me think that like real mastery isn't something that you necessarily like are putting that label on it um, I feel like that comes from when you're getting all these other opportunities from outside is that other people recognizing um, but that it is important that you do have to define that in order to say, okay, now what am I going to do to continue this or to live up to that or to move forward with it? 
So what would you say are the things that you're doing now that you made that decision to really be like, okay, this is my journey of mastery from here out? Okay. So I'm going to go back. So legacy is important to me. You know, that is another motivating factor behind why I, I am able to have vision in regards to quote unquote mastery. Cause mastery, you know, isn't just within your respective career, your, your creative field or whatever you want to call it. I think just as a human being, like for me, like I want to be able to, you know, live out to my fullest potential physically, mentally, spiritually on all levels. Because if I'm able to do that, if I'm able to master myself in that particular area, which is a is harder than mastering that camera to me personally. And so if I can do that, yeah, if I can do that, then I mean, everything else is easy. Um, and so that standard for me, I mean, that's in fatherhood, that's in manhood, that's in like business, like that standard is, is, and I set that it's not based on what, like the external world, because everybody essentially has their own journey they have their own walk. But that standard for me is just, you know, it's based off of things that I have seen and that I have experienced that I know, okay, cool, right? Like, let's let's try to push it further than what I've seen before. I love that, and I love the holistic – of course I do. I love, the like, the idea of mastery being a holistic thing. You really have to master yourself before you can master other things. Like, we already talked about Kobe, but he really was a master of himself. Like, he knew himself mentally, physically, emotionally, was in control, had discipline, all of those things. Um, you said that you feel like you just kind of got to that level. Um, were there any like life changes or what were the life changes? Um, some of them that helped you get to that place where this mindset opened up for you. Gosh, these are very deep questions. <laughs> um, I would say within the last, within the last two years, um, I've been, I've been putting in this work since I was 23, 24 years old. And what I mean by work, as far as like self-development, um, I was living overseas, you know, traveling around the world and was going to these different countries. And I was able to recognize, you know, the difference between, you know, things that I have learned living here in America. Right. And so what's going on, what I'm doing today is an accumulation of things that I've read that I've listened to over the last crap shoot 20 you know 12 13 years and so I mean essentially as far as like when did it finally click to me I think it's just whenever I would like I'm gonna use one for example right for like I do therapy right so I do therapy every Friday so I I'm I'm a big mental health advocate right so for me like I've came to a place whenever I have like any type of malice towards like an individual right so I try to understand like that person's like perspective, like why would they do that versus like, all right, cool. Like this is like, I'm just, I'm just reacting to who they are. You know what I'm saying? So essentially for me, I, uh, I just feel like that's, that's the best thing that I need as far as to help me continue. So like, like I said, to keep that, that growth mindset like today and moving forward. Um. You have a family, um, you're focused on a holistic uh, view of your health, etc. How do you maintain mastery and not get sucked into being focused on work? I want to be the like I want to be the best at everything that I do. And so 
in regards to like having that balance, it's it's not that it can't be done. Like in my mind, I don't believe that it can't be done. Like I do believe that I can still be a great father. I still believe I can be a great husband as well as be a great business owner while also being able to be there for all these different people. And so in order to balance that, like I still have to be 100% with myself first, you know, in order to be able to balance all those different things. So if that, may, if that answers your question correctly. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Mine's unrelated to what you're... Oh. Oh, well, I was going to say, it seems like um, this conversation is, for me, is kind of coming down to like, okay, um, you know, you can master a craft. And I think that people can master work because we know a lot of assholes who are like really good at what they do and they might not necessarily be a great person. So I think you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, how much more is there to the fact of like self-mastery which really does mean like you have to have getting all the things in order and you're being like a better person as you're also mastering your craft. Like I feel like that's really important. And I like that the conversation came to that. This is a statement, not even really a question, but I like that the conversation came to that because um, that's really kind of what our podcast is about is just like kind of always comes back to yourself, mastering yourself um, and really understanding like, what do you care about? So it seems like even with the mastery of your craft that is still fueled by legacy, you've mentioned your family, um, and the person that you know, you want to be. And yeah, that's, that's literally why we started the couch. Um, so we're happy y'all are still here. And I love conversations like this cause it just shows like no matter kind of where you start, it's that work that you do on yourself that always leads you, you know, forward and it all works together you work if you just water in like one side it doesn't work um something practical in the terms of like self-taught because you've taught yourself or it seems you've taught yourself a lot of skills like video photography building a business websites like all of the stuff that you do for other people as well um do you have any thoughts around like working smarter and not harder like things that you changed in your routine of being a self-taught entrepreneur and photographer and videographer that like really helped you push it towards mastery um, and level up? Uh, managing time. You know, um, I used to be super lazy when it comes to like, I'll just wake up at whatever time and just get it done. Or I'll wait to the last minute on things. Um, I was a big procrastinator. And so what I've learned is, is that, all right, I have to be able to control that a little bit better as far as like where I direct my attention and where I direct my focus at, you know, and to where it allows me to get the best performance out of whatever I do, especially whenever it comes to like filmmaking, because that stuff takes time. Like we were talking about earlier, like this editing, like it's it's not easy. It looks easy on on social media, but it's not, and it's time consuming. But you know, you also want to make sure that you know you're giving your most like your best quality whenever anytime that I, well at least for me like I try to put out the best quality for any product that I put out. And so if I'm not managing my time well, then you know I'm not going to be able to perform to the highest level. So I would say time. Talk about what your journey has been in coming across, receiving, getting, whatever it might be, the opportunities that you have that uh, do put you into perhaps more spotlight or open up even more doors. Do you feel that it's something you've gone after or that your work just spoke for itself? Or how would you talk about that? We were just talking about this. So I know that I know that I am good at what I do. However, I haven't really fully embraced where I'm at right now. And what I mean by that is, is that I'm not super aggressive and like, I don't try to sell people my work. 
I just post it and like let it do what it does. Or like I might, you know, send out a lead to someone and just like, okay, cool. If they hire me, they hire me. If they don't, they don't. Um, and so I just kind of let the work speak for itself more than anything versus like me trying to, you know, oversell people or me trying to look like the expert. You know, I see a lot of people on YouTube that are really good content creators, but then in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, how do you even have time to do all this whenever like editing takes so long? And then, you know, if you're doing all these things that you're talking about on YouTube, like how do you even have time for that? Especially knowing the type of work that I do. And I'm into me and, you know, amongst you ask, you know, other people, like, I've been in rooms where there's people that I at like that I was like, you know, fanboying over, you know, that like does amazing creative work. And then we're in the same rooms and I meet them. I'm just like, dude, like I'm like, I'm, I'm in this, like, I guess like a moment where it's like key on, like you're supposed to be here. It's like a moment of truth, right? It's like, you're supposed to be here. And in those moments is where I realize is like, like that, like there's just a lot of like, you know, like a facade in regards of like what's really the right way to go about being like that expert looking, you know, YouTube person or content creator. So, so then my follow up to that is, do you, is that something you feel like you want to get over? Because we had an episode about this, about um, kind of like, what is it? Was it being your own? Being your own um, yeah. Being your own biggest champion. And, mm-hmm. and we were talking about how like artist friends of ours, how it's like, you know, they don't want to be that person. And a lot of times we don't want to be that person who's like, trying to talk about what we're doing and, and open yourself up for sales, et cetera. But is that something you feel like you should or want to do more of, or are you okay with the way that it's going now? So golly, Lexi, sometimes it's just uncomfortable, so but like, yeah, I, I, once I found your Instagram, cause Carly sent me your Instagram. Cause I was like, well, we, if we talking to somebody who's a master of video, I was like, where, let me see the content. And I looked at, I was like, Oh yeah, this is fire. But then do you, like, do you have your reels and you be sending that out or, like, you hop on LinkedIn? I'm going to send you some notes after this. Because people, you making people have to find you. Yeah. So from a business aspect, could it be better? Absolutely. But that's why I say it's, like, I'm, I come from, like, like I said, just, like, putting, just put the work in. Like, mm-hmm. just do the process. Like, not necessarily focus on, like, trying to, like, sell everybody because the right people will come around. And mm-hmm. that's honestly what's happened. Like, I've been very blessed to just be myself, create content, and then magically, like, all right, like I'm, I'm working with the Pivot Podcast yeah. around some great people. Yeah. And so our team is amazing, and, you know, myself, like, I fit in. We gel perfectly, and that's kind of been my motto. Like, I don't have to force anything. Mm-hmm. I just, like I said, just work, and the right people come around me, and that's that. I feel you, and I, I agree with you that when the things do happen, they tend to feel more aligned and you're in this place. And for sure, I do agree with you that even, you know, if like for everybody, our business part and sales, all that could always, we could be doing more. But um, just the fact that you still are making sure that you putting together good content or good product is number one, that makes the most sense instead of letting that like kind of fall to the wayside. Right. And I'll add to that too as well. Like, so with the, with the black cowboy film, like that's that's where now I'm evolving to where I'm pushing myself into a new role. So I'm still having, like, I'm still at a point to where, like, yes, I know that I'm good at what I do, but I still have to establish myself in the market as, like, okay, this guy is more than just a videographer that just picks up a camera and goes out and films, you know, random stuff with people. Because we, we see a ton of freelancers out there. And so I have to now move, like, I'm at the threshold to where, 
all right, can we start like if this like if I for example this black cowboy documentary, hopefully we want, we, well we want it to be super successful, right? And so it does very well. And then now can we start putting them in the conversations of like other people that have done unscripted documentaries that have been successful? Can we start throwing his name in there? And also too with the market of Oklahoma, like the filmmaking market in Oklahoma growing um, right now, like. I have to salvage myself as a person when if somebody does come down for like a bigger budget, like, hey, Keon's the guy to go to. So that's where like it's in my field. I feel like it's you're all you're always. Well, and I'm not can't speak for everyone, but for myself, like you're you're all like I'm always constantly looking for how can I make this the best product possible? But also too like knowing like, all right, if I really wanted to turn up and like put out some dope stuff, I can always do that too. And it sounds like you want to make sure everything you do is the best next step, which is important too. So not necessarily thinking like too far ahead and trying to get ahead of yourself, but you know, what am I doing now that will get me in the next room that I want to be in? For sure. In this, do you have a guiding star? Like, you know, not too far ahead, but something that you're working towards that like, you know, keeps you in line with all of, you know, your creative energy. When we say guiding star, what do you mean? Like, do I have like a like a vision of myself? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. Um, just like I said, moving into like the 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 role of being a director, moving into the role of someone that can tell stories for a longer period of time than sixty seconds on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm actively doing that now. Do you have any desire or do you already do any activities um, where that involves either kind of being an example slash mentoring, but also you're a dad. So like, this is your life probably, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, working with some other folks to like kind of let them be exposed to this field. Um, like me as a mentor, there are individuals that, that have reached out to me and I have, I haven't taken on like a group of people or individuals to be like, all right, come shout on me. Not yet. Um, and that's, I'm not saying that I never would, though. Mm-hmm. You know, so if anybody was to say, hey, Keon, like, I would love to come with you on this project. Absolutely. I think I thought about that because um, I feel like a lot of times when you think about, like, somebody being a master, it's like there's people who are also looking to them mm-hmm. um, and looking to them as, like, an example, whether it's, like, uh, like a legit thing that y'all have put together or if they're just following you, maybe. Um, so I think that's partly like seems like an important thing of being of mastering your craft is also like access to other people to kind of just at least see what you're doing too. Of course. So you can think of your own, um, I don't want to call it marketing, but you could think of your own content also as being helpful and, and just being exposure to other folks. Um, so this is actually a question from another Jarman person. So shout out to Sarah. Um, I had lunch with her and her husband. They were down here visiting. And um, her husband is kind of looking to change his career, but he doesn't really know what he wants to do yet. Um, He chased it because it was his passion, and he got in. He's like, eh, okay, this is not really it. Uh, What are your thoughts, or do you have any advice for someone who is maybe looking to switch into their passion or to try to find something else or maybe just completely switch a direction that they're going? Um. I would say embrace the discomfort of learning something new. And what I mean by that is, is that you are doing something that you've never done before. Right. And so stay true to what you're, what you believe in in regards to like 
the vision that you have for yourself in regards of like, okay, like this is what I'm making a decision to do. So it's not going to be easy. Um, you know, it's definitely going to come with, you know, times where you want to give up or you have doubts on, you know, about your, your new skill or your new craft that you're trying to learn, but just keep pushing through and just embrace the discomfort, you know, and just keep going. Um, this is my last question to you and it's for the benefit of the listeners because I feel like they've heard a lot about your journey and a little bit about like purpose, why, and being driven in that way. But do you have any uh, tactical or like takeaway type steps or practices for folks who have a particular skill that they are mastering? Is there anything that you can give folks on um, ways to facilitate that or to continue to get better at a skill? Keep your health in check. Um, relax when you need to. Don't burn yourself out. Um, communicate. If you have a clientele, you know, definitely do those things. And for sure, and it sounds bad, but put yourself first. Like, you can't take care of anybody else unless you take care of yourself first. And that's my model for anything. I, I agree with that. I think it's so funny that. Uh, I asked, like, you know, how do you get better at a skill? And all of your responses were around things you can do to control yourself um, and to keep yourself in a space. Because to your point, um, I think that's something probably a lot of people, like, we kind of let fall to the wayside or, like, we don't think about our health as much. And we're like, you know, if you're eating McDonald's every day and, you, you know, you might be great at what you do, but you might start, you know, dealing with other issues and things. And so how can you be great if you're not taking care of yourself? Um, so that sounds perfectly in line with the types of things that we talk about is like, uh, first take care of yourself and then everything you're doing, you're going to be able to do much better. For all the parents that listen, um, how do you put yourself first? Like, I mean, I know you said you do therapy, which is great. Awesome. Weekly. But what does that tactically look like for you? Like a weekly, maybe like outline or daily, like little routine that you have. Because I know um, a lot of times it's like, well, I don't have time to do that. And I don't even have kids. And sometimes I feel like I don't have time for stuff. Mm -hmm. So what does that tactically look like? So for me, um, going back to time, I try to get up before everybody wakes up. So the first thing I do is I always go to the gym. I always work out. And then I make it back in time to where, like, while my, while my wife and while my son are getting ready to head out and start their day, I try to make sure I'm there for that, at least be present for it and help out wherever I can. And then... Whenever she does go to work, during that time period is my time when I work. Um, well, I'll, in the mornings is my time where I read books, um, and I'll, you know, just kind of have some time before I actually start my work. And then once I do start my work, I try to get as much done as I can until, you know, they get off work. And then once she does come home, I try to help out with the house. And then whenever everybody goes to bed, I get back to work if I have to. If not, I just go to bed. That sounds a lot like Kobe's schedule. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's doable. And it just goes back to like, what is, uh, what's important to you? And, you know, family's important to me. Legacy is important to me. Business is important. Obviously self-care is important to me. So, you know, being able to manage your time to me is the most important thing. I am so excited that you were able to join us. Um, very excited about the podcast that you're a part of. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that or the documentary? Um, during our shout out, we always give people space to talk about what they're working on, how people can connect with you and support you and your business. Okay. Uh, be sure to follow me on Instagram, uh, Keon Creative Studios. Um, documentary, Riding Legacy. We do have a title for it. It's called Riding Legacy. Um, it will be out in February 2023. 
Um, where we're going to release it, we're still working that part out because um, we have to follow certain guidelines in regards of getting it on streaming platforms and if we want to take it to festivals and things like that. But follow the page and all the information will be there. And I appreciate y'all for having me on the show. Um, the last thing we do for every episode is we ask a question of the week. Uh, so I guess we have to start with Kia. Huh? <laughs> I'll okay. ask this to you first. If you could change your relationship with any family member, would you? And if so, with whom? <laughs> Our live audience is looking no. down. <laughs> wow. Lexi, we need to talk about these questions. Oh, we, look, you, you can, you no, can say sorry. something different. I'm messing yeah. with That's Carly. That's Carly. No, that was me. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was a Carly question. That's a Carly question. Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. You could change no. it. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say if I could change my relationship with a family member, I would improve, uh, probably equally, I would improve my relationship with my parents because, uh, like, it's one of those, like, everything's great, but also I don't, I don't have the kind of parents, and I didn't even see people doing this until, like, recently with my friend group. Like, they actually, like, call their parents every day and talk about it, and they know every little thing going on. For me, it's like, I don't even really talk about my work like that because I'm just, like, y'all don't know what's going on. Or um, I don't call them about every every guy or every friend and things like that. Um, and I that part is not necessarily what's the issue, but I think that there's more room to uh, show them more of who I really am because I think, you know, sometimes you're kind of in a time capsule of, like, when I when I go home or when I hang out with them, like, oh, I'm the kid, they're the parents, and whatever y'all say, cool, um, even though I'm 37 years old. So that's something that I would do is how can I challenge myself to, like, break through even more of that discomfort or conflict, if, it, if that's what that means, to uh, show my parents more of who I really am. Great answer. Um, mine is my dad. Uh, yeah, we're just not very close. I met him when I was 23 which is 10 years. So I've known him for 10 years. Um, and we've had some great talks and stuff, but just not very consistent. And so I would like to get to know him a little bit more as a person. But yeah, so um, big shout out to Keon for joining us. We're so happy to have you here. Oklahoma in the house. Um, JK. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, Hold on, what's wrong with Oklahoma? Let's talk no, about, let's talk about said, this. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, let's you'll go. love it. It's the you'll if you're into just doing basic stuff. Sure, yeah, that's like, that's like, light work like for me. yeah. If you're one, <laughs> like if you like like I was like the like the pro about that. If you need a break from this out here in LA, mm-hmm. Oklahoma's the perfect spot for that. In the the oxygen feels a little bit cleaner out there than it does here. I just every time I get off the plane, I'm like okay. Um, but yeah, we should go sometime and do a little, maybe a batch episode there. But y'all follow Keon at Keon Creative Studios on social media. Go support his work. Get excited for this documentary that's dropping. And we'll see y'all next week.